We want you guys to be self-feeding students that take joy in spiritual disciplines. And you guys remember that video of Xavier that Nate showed? He was like eating like the Greek yogurt or ice cream or whatever. And he took big scoops <coughs> and it just slopped everywhere, right? And it was just a mess. But someday he's gonna grow and take really good scoops and he'll be doing that fancy dinners when he's older, right? So we want you to learn how to move forward in your ability. And So to start off, I want to take a little self-assessment of where you are at in the inductive um, Bible reading method that we've been teaching you guys this summer. So one, one to ten, so number one is lots of anxiety over opening the Bible, very intimidated and confused. Um, ten is, I could lead a small Bible study and be confident in leading the inductive study method. And then the average is comfortable with opening and studying the Bible, but still occasionally confused. So I want you to write down a number that you think you are, where you were when you first got here, and write down the number where you are sitting today. So write down two numbers. So it's, it's okay to be where you are, where you are right now. Um, it's okay, if you wrote down one, that's not something to be ashamed of, that's something to be excited about to move forward. And it's, it may not be okay to stay where you are. We want you to take steps forward and getting comfortable with the Bible. And so Christianity, it's, it's not a marathon. Well, it is a marathon. It's not a, a race. We want to say stagnant. So we're always moving forward. We're always learning and growing in our spiritual discipline. And the inductive is just one discipline that we really want you to grow in um, and take the Bible seriously. And the goal is not for you to be a 10 on August 1st when you guys leave. That's not the goal. The goal is that you guys will be two, three, or four numbers further down at the end of the summer than you were beginning. And if you only move one step forward, praise the Lord that you learned something in the summer, right? So my first point, my first question is, do you know Jesus? Um, has anyone heard of Karl Marx? Got some, got some head nods. So I have a business background. So I'm gonna give you guys a little business lesson. Yeah. So Marx, he's a German philosopher, economist, a little bit of theologian too, it's kind of weird, politician. And what Marx said is that the industrialization period, it separated the goods made manufactured away from its workers. So the goods made were separated from its workers. So strawberries grown in California or eaten in Minnesota. It wasn't always like that, right? It was like the farmer grew in his backyard and he sold it on his doorstep. But it separated um, how things were manufactured. So let's say like a t-shirt manufacturing company, the t-shirt you're wearing right now. Nobody cares where your t-shirt was made or how it was made. We just care how it works for us right now, right? And is the shirt comfortable? Yeah, is it stylish? Yeah, does it fit right on my shoulders? And that's what we care about. We don't care about where or how it was made and the cycle it took to get to the store. And 
we do the same with the Bible. Um, we act as if God is the product that we have right now, and the Bible is the backstory um, that we just don't care about when we say we don't care about the Bible. And just like the shirt, we want God's help now and how we can solve our current needs. But when we pass the Bible, or we say no to it, it's saying, I don't care about the years of history of how God got where he is today, how his humans got where we are today. And we ignore the Bible when we do that. That means we don't care about the Israelites in the desert. We don't care about the disciples spreading the good news in the first century church. And I don't want that for us. I want us to care about what God done has done in the past. Just like I kind of want you to care where your t-shirt was made. Right? So the Bible is all about Jesus. Um, Sam Petit in her talk about waking up to evangelism and heavenly realities. She mentioned that Jesus was for eternal past and for eternal future. And that means that we serve and worship and read about a really big God. Really big God. Um, Colossians 1, 15 through 17. <laughs> Just a side note, um, whenever I put scripture up, it's going to be like four times. I put a little summary at the bottom. So instead of writing down the entire verse, you can write down like a quick summary in your notes so you can have better context for the verse. So, Colossians 1. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is the for all things, and in him all things hold together. So this passage describes attributes of Jesus and the power and the sovereignty and the majesty that he holds. And so what it says that Jesus created the earth and Jesus sustains the earth. That means Jesus created every blood cell in your body and Jesus sustains every blood cell in your body. If Jesus ever stops sustaining yourself, you, you just die. Like every breath we take because Jesus sustains it and keeps it, keeps it going. And that might sound like kind of crazy, like I'm over-exaggerating, but I'm really not. That's, that's what the scriptures are saying. And so if Jesus sustains our every breath, then wouldn't we want to read about him as much as we can? Um, so we can know Jesus. And like for me, like Christ changed my life. And I want to read about him. I want to study him. Um, little personal story. So my freshman year of college, um, like the middle of it, around winter, I went through like this kind of stupid freshman breakup, you know how it is. And I, in that time of period, period of time, I was emotionally distraught and um, spiritually distraught. It was probably one of the darkest times of my life. And I was a complete wreck. 
And I, being, I remember being so desperate for spiritual truths. And I grew up in the church, so I knew that the Bible had the right answers. So I was like, well, if I'm confused in this world, I should probably go to the Bible. So I went to the Bible, and, and I remember just searching the scriptures for something. I was desperate for something. Now that I know it was the gospel, during the moment, I didn't. And the reason why I say this is because the book that I actually went to my freshman year was First Peter. That was a book I, I ran to. And you can look at my Bible. I, I kid you not, every single word is underlined. And every margin is filled with the notes. And it's all gibberish and doesn't mean anything. But I was so desperate and I'm so hungry and thirsty for the scriptures. So I dove, I dove in. And I really want you guys to be the same right now. And I wish that I had the same uh, desperation that, that I did my freshman year as I stand today. And I think like this morning, it's like, I don't need to read my Bible. I'm giving a talk about the Bible. So I passed it and decided not to. Um, and that's just a, a wrong posture to be in. I want you guys to immerse yourselves in the scriptures. Second question, do you value the Bible? Um, John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's kind of confusing, but it'll make sense. So I want to read through kind of, oh, Deuteronomy 32, 44 through 47. A little Old Testament. Moses came and recited all the words of the song. So he just like, for a chapter, sang this really long song, kind of like a, like a song. The words of the song. And in the hearing of the people, he and Joshua, the son of Nun. And when Moses had finished speaking all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words by which I am warning you today that you may command them to your children, that they may be careful to do all the words of the law. Here's the kicker. For it is no empty word for you, but your very life. And by this word, you shall live long in the land. They're going over to Jordan to possess. So the word of God, the law of God, it's sort of very life that we live by. And it's not just a resource or a fairy tale or a book of stories or a playbook. Moses is saying it's our very life that we live by, our very breath that we live by is the word of God. And it's kind of weird to think about, but um, when Moses said these words in Deuteronomy, he, he was in a desert overlooking the future promised land and the promised land. And the cool thing is that Jesus, about, uh, about 1,400 years later, kind of said similar things when he was in the same spot. So he, in Matthew 4, was, um, which is the account of the temptations, Satan tempting Jesus. And so Matthew 4, 1 to 4, says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him, came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
So Jesus says the same as Moses. The superhero of the Old Testament and the number one superhero of the New Testament say similar things that our very life comes from the word of God. Um, every word that comes from God. So here's, here's a little example. Um, let's, let's play a game, huh? Moving around a little bit. Um, play with the people around you. You're going to a stranded, deserted island in the middle of nowhere. And you can bring three things. Talk to people around you. What three things are you bring in? Go. out there said the Bible. Um, but if you if you really think about it, right, if Moses and Jesus say that the word is our very life that we live by, I would want to bring the Bible too. Right? And if we value it, we'll want to bring it. Right? If we value the scriptures, that we'd rather have food, water, it's like, nah, let's bring the Bible. Um, let's, let's die on this deserted island, happy and joyful with the Bible. And if we believe our very life comes from it, we'll take it, right? Um, if your very life comes from water, I urge you to drink it in South Carolina. If you need food to survive at Walmart, you should probably eat it. If you need the Bible, because it's your very life, then study it, read it, um, depend on it, if our very life depends on it. Third point, are you loving Jesus? Matthew 22, 36 to 38. You guys probably have seen this before. Teacher, which is the great commandment? in this law. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, 
Don't find your mind. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the great and first commandment. So Jesus himself, the Son of God, fully God, fully man, he said that the greatest commandment is love. Pretty simple stuff. And so when we love someone, we we want to get to know them. Um, and we want to get to know them because we're committed to them. Just like a marriage or a dating relationship or a friendship. And we want to get to know Jesus and we want to get to know the Father and the Holy Spirit through studying the scriptures. And so just like any friendship or relationship, it takes time to grow. That's the key. It takes time to grow in the relationship. And when we love someone, we want to get to know them. So for the past um, two school years, I was an RA at Northwestern. It was a pretty big part of my life. And so for the youth students in Hallie, I was an RA in the single dorms, as in not yet married dorms. <laughs> like they had roommates and stuff. <laughs> you got that? Okay. <laughs> All right. And so I remember, um, I remember the summer, so two summers ago, I was down here, the first summer before I was gonna be an RA at Northwestern, and I was so excited um, to meet the guys that are be moving in. And and I actually remember, so I was in the dairy section then, and I remember stocking yogurt at Walmart. Like, I, I was vividly in my memory. I was just stocking yogurt, I me mean, just being jittery, like, yes, I wanna meet these guys. So I've been praying for them. They're probably super nervous leaving high school. Like I'm just so excited um, to meet them. And, and I was like for Sam and Sam Reed and Chase and then Keegan the year after. And um, so I was so excited before moving day. And on moving day, when those guys moved in, I had such high affection for them. So I was looking forward to meeting them. And on moving day, when I first met them, I probably could say that I love them just because my affections were so high for them and exciting to meet them. And loving as brothers or fellow um, like UNW Eagles. And, but now I have two years of friendship with Sam and Chase and a year of friendship with Keegan. And my love for them are 100 times greater than it was when I first met them on moving day. And that's just because I know them extremely well. Um, I spent lots of time with them during fun times, joyful times, exciting times, but sorrowful times, um, mundane times, really lonely times. I've spent with them, so now I know them really well. And it's all the more with God in the Bible. Um, the more time spent in the scriptures, the deeper the relationship's going to be. Um, the more you're going to love him. And that's what Jesus says the greatest commandment is, is to love him. And reading the Bible isn't the only way 
to love God, but it's a really important and big way to love God, to really understand Him. And does it take work and intentionality um, to reach out and become friends with people? Like, it took work for me to get to know Sam Chase and Keegan. Yeah, it took a, took a lot of work. And was it worth it? Of course it was worth it. Because my love for them has grown so much over the past couple of years. And a love has been formed. A bond has been formed. And does it take work to wake up 30 minutes early before Walmart to study the Bible? Yeah, it takes work. It takes effort. But is it worth it? Of course it's worth it. Because love is worth it. The bond formed is worth it. Understanding the scriptures more is worth it because you're loving God while you're doing that. You're loving God when you're reading the Bible. And studying the scriptures is using your heart and your mind and your soul um, to love God. Because you have to use your your brain to think through scriptures. You have to use a love um, for God with your heart. And your soul is connected eternally with the scriptures. Um, with the help of the Holy Spirit, you're tethered to the scriptures. And the heart can't love what the mind doesn't know. And we love God more by knowing more about Him through reading meditating, praying, um, discussing scriptures in community and D-groups. And I really want you guys to take the Bible seriously and to want to love God um, through the Bible. So one, last, one more thought before we take a break. Um, so I know for a lot of people... Um, A part of loving the Bible is understanding it well. And reading the Bible can be difficult and really confusing sometimes. Um, it can feel not life-giving, but draining. It can be really discouraging because, man, this passage, another day I can't understand the Bible. And, I mean, I, I know I've asked questions of like, am I just too stupid to read the Bible? Am I not smart enough? And it's just, it's not true. And there's no secret formula to reading the Bible. Um, that's why we have tools like the inductive method, because it's just avenues that help us understand the Bible. And I understand it can be really confusing, but I, I urge you to just persevere and keep trying and try again, and eventually it will become easier. Just like a friendship, when you first meet them, it's a little awkward. You don't really understand like what they're saying or like their um, quirks and stuff. But as the friendship moves on, you understand them more. So just trust me that the more time you spend, the more comfortable you'll be um, reading the Bible. And it just takes practice. It takes a lot of practice. And that's where I'm doing a workshop 